1: welcome to the first ever episode of Scope perp soccer go
0: perp!
1: an Orlando Pride podcast I am Michael Citro your host I am the founder and managing editor of the mainland.com. We cover the Orlando Pride we also cover Orlando City OCB all things soccer related in the city beautiful at our website but this particular show the maiden voyage of it tonight as we record this for the first time or it could be day whenever you're listening. This is the first episode of our new dedicated podcast to Orlando Pride and women's soccer. We have been very excited to get this thing started. We've been wanting to do it for a long time. And I keep saying we, but you're only hearing one voice. So let me bring in my co-host from Tallahassee, Florida. David Rowe is with me. Dave, how are you doing? Michael, I am beyond excited for
0: Scope Burp. Scope Burp!
2: Uh, this is going to be, it is long overdue. It's something that, as you mentioned, we've wanted to do for a long time and to, to finally you, you and I are, are pride fans. I, uh, you know, we, we watch all the matches. Um, this is something we're passionate about, just like we're passionate about Orlando city and to be able to fully give, uh, the pride their due on a podcast from us is, um, beyond words. I'm, I'm so excited.
1: Very excited as well, and we do appreciate uh, any of you who are out there listening, and uh, if you could pass this along to a friend, you know, share it with your friends. We are just getting started. If you are listening to this in the Mainland Podcast feed, you're only going to get this one in the feed. It's going to have its own feed, so if you're not interested in Scope Herb Soccer, you will not get any more of them. If you do want more of them and you're a Mainland Podcast subscriber, you are going to have to go and find it on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to it separately because you will not get the next episode unless you do that. This is a one-time crossover event. So uh, we are very excited to bring it your way. And you know, I mentioned the fact that you heard my voice and you you heard Dave Rowe's voice now. That doesn't mean we are going to be the stewards of this show forever. We are fully aware of our limitations and that there may be more qualified people out there to bring you this show. So we are, we are for now the stewards of this program and we will certainly entertain anybody who, um, may be interested in, in co-hosting or taking over the show. Uh, we'll certainly be happy to audition people or listen to tapes or whatever. And, uh, we just want to bring our, our listeners who are interested in Orlando pride, And, uh, and our readers who are interested in Orlando pride, we want to bring you the best offering we can. And that's really our goal with everything we do is to try to give you the best coverage we can. If we find that there are people out there that do this better than we do, and believe me, there sure should be, um, (laughs) then, then by all means, we'll, we'll add them to, to the, uh, the podcast and, and potentially hand the podcast keys over to them. We may stay involved and, and be regular recurring guests or whatever, but, uh, uh, you know, because we do enjoy this, and we do enjoy talking Orlando Pride. But uh, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing for us to sit back and become Pride fans that don't have to do the work. We just sit back and be fans. Yeah, that's it's
2: been a while since we've been able to do that. So, <laughs> um, hey, I, I so you you mentioned uh, you know having people go out and find this so they can uh, put this in their feed and sign up for uh, getting Scope Urp. Do you want to
1: spell it for them? I do scope herp S K O P U R P. If you're not familiar with the term scopeurp basically is shorthand for let's go purple. It was coined by an Orlando pride player, Bridget Callahan and, uh, and whether or not she invented the term or just popularized it, even she isn't sure, but <laughs> she definitely brought it to everyone's attention uh, a few years ago, when she joined the team, uh, it became a thing. It's it's been a hashtag, although it's not necessarily widely used, and it's not the the pride or die the primary uh, podcast uh, or, or the the primary hashtag for the pride is pride or die. Uh, but we're going to be using Scoper because we have uh, we have permission to use the name, even though it's not copyrighted or anything. We did reach out to the club, and we reached out to Bridget, and everybody is fine with us using it. So Scoperp Soccer is the name. We wanted to get soccer in the name. We thought it was important for search engine optimization and for searches on podcast platforms. We also wanted to get Orlando Pride in the name. So it is a lengthy name, Scoperp Soccer and Orlando Pride Podcast. And of course, we spelled podcast in our own unique punny way, P-A-W-E-D-C-A-S-T, because that ties it back to the mainland podcast, which ties it back to the mainland. So it, it, it all has been thought out And it's lengthy, but we're going to just basically call it Scope Perp Soccer for the most part. It's like the MCU. It's all connected. Indeed. You've been using that line a lot lately.
2: You know, you get on something and you ride it
1: till it dies. It's been dead for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, here we are. Scope Soccer, our first show. We're very excited about this. And uh, we don't have a match to talk about because the Pride were off this weekend. Of
2: course, but that's okay because that allows us to get all this stuff out of the way and, uh, you know, introduce it and, and give you guys a feel for what it is that we're going to be doing.
1: That's right. So this is gives us that opportunity to let you know why we're here, why we're doing this, what we're doing, how you spell this thing and all the things that you need to do. So at scope soccer is our Twitter we would love to hear from you and we are going to have a mailbag box just like we do for the mainland podcast. So any questions you have for us, it can be Orlando pride related. It can be women's soccer, NWSL, anything, uh, ask us anything. We will get you an answer and it may be an accurate answer, but we're not guaranteeing it. We'll just give you the best answer we can.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's about right. That's our, that's our MO on those things. And, uh, we enjoy, doing that whether it's pride related or
1: anything else for that matter one thing we would love it if you would do is if you enjoy what you hear go to your favorite podcast platform Uh, in addition to subscribing we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review and one of the things that you can do if you do it on apple podcasts is you can leave that five-star rating review we'll read it on the podcast it will also there's a good chance that you'll get to have it on our scope soccer page, which is the mainland.com slash scope perp dash Soccer. Um, just go to mainland.com and just click on podcast. It'll pop down, but scope soccer page, we are going to be looking for some reviews. So if you, if you leave them there, that's the best way for us to add them to that page. And you can always uh, hit us up on Twitter and, uh, you can ask us a question by using the hashtag ask scope ask go perp And, and, you know, for those of you out there, you're going to be the, the
2: first ones to get questions in the first ones to do reviews. Your names will go down in history. And as Michael said, good chance. You're going to see your, uh, your words, the, the things that you've created on the website itself and or on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, being read by us, which I got to tell you. It's a pretty cool
1: thing when that happens for you. You can also get us questions uh through our email, which is the Remember to spell main like a lion's mane, themainland at gmail.com. And make sure you put scopeurp in the uh the, the, the subject line so that we know which show it's for. Uh, another way you can ask us anything is to go to the scope herp soccer page on themainland.com and uh, fill out the little form on the scope Urp soccer page and hit uh enter that little enter button that is on there uh will send it to us send it right to our email uh it actually says contact us on the button so maybe i should just change that to submit but for now it says contact us so when you go there it may say submit <laughs> uh sure. sure there's it's the literally the only button on the page below the little form. So you can ask us anything that way as well. So lots of ways you can get in touch with us and uh, keep the conversation going. We We would love to have your feedback because we are going to be trying to tweak this format a little bit, trying to make it as good as we can. So let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. And if it's just the sound of our voices, there's only so much we can do about that. Yeah, yeah, there really isn't. Um, Michael can play with levels and things like that, but there's otherwise you're stuck with this, at least until somebody else takes over. I would love to be able to do this podcast as Morgan Freeman, but uh, (laughs) I'm not good at impressions. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's not try that. No. All right. So with the pride off this week, Dave, we're going to dive into some of the pride international news. Some of the uh, pride players were playing for their countries. So we'll start with Malta and uh, Haley Bugaya playing for her native Malta scored in the 73rd minute in Malta's 2-1 win over Estonia on Friday. That was a, a little bit of a wild game. Um, Haley's goal was the first goal of the game came, like I said, it was in the 73rd minute. Uh, Estonia tied it up late and then uh, Malta able to uh, then get that goal right back. So it was a 2-1 final and a win for Malta. So congrats to Haley. And Mm -hmm. I believe at the time of our recording, I believe she has one more game. Uh, I believe it's with Estonia again, uh, in this, uh, this international window in which we are recording this, uh, Brazil, Adriana played for Brazil. She came off the bench last Thursday in the women's finalissima against England. And, uh, that game ended in a one, one draw with Andressa scoring deep in stoppage time, 93rd minute to send that to penalties. And Adriana converted, which is great. Yep. Uh, Unfortunately uh, for her, uh, Brazil won the shootout 4-2, or Brazil lost the shootout 4-2 to England, so England won the women's finalissima, which I didn't even know was a thing until uh, last week.
2: Yeah, I think I heard about it last week too. And it was because my, uh, my stepdaughter who, uh, literally right now is playing FIFA. Um, I, I saw her right before we got on the, on the podcast that, uh, so obviously she likes soccer and she was, she actually was the one that brought the, uh, finalissima, uh, to my, uh, my attention. And so how cool is it that a 13 year old girl taught me something that I didn't know about soccer?
1: yeah and i'm I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing words because if it's finalissima, which makes more sense to call it that uh, I have mispronounced it twice already in the show. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah, that's it's gonna happen people it is it is. Um, mouth don't work as well as it once did as as is the case with all the equipment that came standard, I'm still all original equipment, so you know, put this many miles on your car and see if it works.
2: Yeah. It's like Indy says, it's not the, uh, here's
1: it's the mileage. Exactly. Okay. So, um, good stuff there. Now I will say that also, uh, the, the pride signed Canadian, uh, Amanda Allen, and, uh, she will not be playing for the pride for the next couple of weeks as she will be in the CONCACAF U 20 qualifiers. So that's unfortunate. Uh, she is with Canada as you and I record this early in the week. Uh, she will be playing France this week, uh, or at least Canada will be. Hopefully, she'll be getting some minutes. And I know Canada's got s- carrying some knocks, so uh, there's a chance she could see some minutes uh, before joining her U20 teammates and uh, and then going through the qualifiers. So it it was an exciting signing for the Pride, but much like with Haley, we may have to wait. Uh, a while to see that debut with the pride.
2: Well, you know, good things come to those who wait. And uh, just like uh, with Haley, uh, we can certainly wait for Amanda to, to arrive and then hopefully contribute.
1: Indeed. All right. So late in the week, Dave, we had some pride news personnel wise and uh, forward Leah Pruitt retired on Thursday, called it a career. She's going to move on to the next phase of what she's going to do next. and, uh, she has hung up the boots, as they say. Uh, this is um, it was a little surprising in that uh, this is a player who was part of the not, not only part of the regular rotation last year, but a fairly important part of the Prides um, high press. When they decided to press, I thought Leah Pruitt was one of the better pressing attacking players on the on the pitch for Orlando. Uh, she wasn't seeing minutes early this year, Of course, she had the injury last year and um wasn't really quite the same after that so i don't know how much that played into it um how if there's residual pain or any issues there uh, but she wasn't getting minutes and she is finding herself in a crowded or was finding herself in a crowded forward group with lots of young players talked about amanda allen and Haley bugea already messiah bright obviously is already off to a great start to her career julie doyle who unfortunately got injured in the last game we still don't really know the full extent of that but um Hopefully she won't be out too long. Uh, there, there's a lot of good young attacking talent on the on the team. So maybe uh, that helped Leah make a decision in, in the fact that she's been a pro for a few years and she's had some injuries and she's had, um, you know, not been able to really establish herself in the NWL. So uh, maybe th- it was just time to find uh, a job that maybe pays a little more.
2: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, a lot of players in NWSL and women's sports in general, uh, and certainly soccer across the world, do not get paid very well. It's nowhere near the level that uh, you see in the men's game. And that is uh, downright practically, although not literally criminal as far as I'm concerned. Um, And hopefully that's something that will be addressed, Uh, the pride you know men, you mentioned a uh, pretty large f- group of forwards and moving towards that youth movement that uh listeners of the um the mainland podcast will remember when we talked to Haley Carter and and what they're trying to do there and when we talked to Seb Hines and mm-hmm. i'm certain that we will have both of them back uh again now that scope perp soccer is uh gotten going mm-hmm. but um yeah it's um look we we wish her well, and uh, whatever she does next, I'm you know certain that she's going to be a success. You don't make it to a professional level in something without having the the drive, determination, and and skill set to be able to succeed. Um, and you know, without having those things, so I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what it is she does uh, as she moves forward in her life.
1: Yeah, very excited to see what's next for Leah, and we. Appreciate her efforts. Uh, one thing you can never say about Leah in her time in Orlando is that she ever cheated a shift. She worked hard every yeah every shift uh, for the Pride. And and uh, again, I thought she was one of the better pressing forwards that the Pride had last year. Mm-hmm. You know she she str- let's face it, she struggled in front of goal at times, um, but uh, she was not alone in that on the team. And she like I said, if if you have a, somebody that's at least winning the ball back, you're going to get more opportunities. And there were, there were games for the pride. Didn't have many opportunities if, and if it weren't for certain aspects of the team, like Leah's pressing, uh, it might've had no shots, uh, in some of those games. So, uh, we do appreciate her time in Orlando and, and, um, you know, she will, I'm sure her teammates will miss her, but we will be cheering her on in whatever comes next for her. So, uh, so good luck to Leah. And then uh, as fate would have it, uh, one, one goes out the door, one comes in the door, Dave. Yes, indeed. We saw a returnee. Midfielder Thais Heis. I think that's how you say it. I'm really bad with Brazilian pronunciations. This is not the club to root for if you have trouble with Brazilian <laughs> pronunciations. But uh, Thais re- uh, returns to the team. She re-signed through 2023 with an option for 2024 on Friday. Uh, Not a like for like, because obviously she doesn't play the same position as Leah. But maybe that was, uh, you know, at that point, Leah was a depth player. And maybe the the decision was made to just say, well, we lost a depth player. Let's add a depth player. Uh, Because I don't expect tons of minutes necessarily for Thais. And this is a player who came to camp last year. Dave and did not make the club out of camp was signed in, I believe June of last year and, uh, and played through the season. And then this, the team decided to part ways with her. She went through the waiver process, wasn't picked up by anybody. And, uh, and you know, you kind of felt like that was probably it, but then the, the preseason camp came and she was a non roster invitee. So here she is, maybe she still lives in town and they just, want an extra body for practice or whatever but she comes in and she trains and she goes through preseason she gets minutes in preseason games and the roster comes out for opening day and again she's not on it didn't earn her way onto a, to the to the roster you felt like probably she was just going to hang around and be a practice player but again here we are in april and she gets a, a she gets a contract through the end of the year with a club option for next year and I'm not really sure why? I mean, again, the the player, the club, they parted ways. Clearly, she was not in their plans. She cleared waivers, which meant there wasn't a lot of people seeing value out there in her services around the league, necessarily, or had a spot for her. And then the pride opt not to sign her out of camp. So it just begs the question, was this a necessary move? Was this really something that the club needed to do? I mean, I guess it's it's easy paperwork if somebody goes down they can bring her in but um other than that i don't see a lot of value in this uh considering this is a player that a, a not very good pride team in 2022 did not see worth bringing back and and i'm sure she didn't make a ton of money
2: no um i think that this is a signing of um you know not even an opportunity just of uh convenience uh, for lack of a better term, you know, she's there, she's available. She's familiar with the club. She's familiar with uh, Seb is familiar with her. Um, and like you say, you know, uh, Leah retires, there's this open roster spot. Um, You know, they may not have had anybody else that they, they thought that they would want to try and bring in at this time. And so She's there. She's available. Let's just go ahead and do it. And I, I don't know that there's anything more
1: to it than that. Yeah. Probably on a cap friendly deal. Uh, may have just been a, a case of the cap uh, savings on Leah made it, you know, uh, just kind of like, well, we may as well, <laughs> you know? Right. So, uh, and, I, and I'm not trying to downplay Thais as a, a player or a person. I really don't know her as a person. And as a player, we didn't really see a lot of her. Um, from the little brief glimpses we got over last year, she seemed like a player that had some potential as a set piece taker, uh, maybe a good passer, um, didn't seem to be really quick, but that might've been, it might not have been a physical lack of quickness so much as a trying to get up to the speed of play, lack of quickness. It's hard to say. It's kind of hard to tell anything from a player in their first few appearances, uh, professionally. So, um, we really don't know what we got at this point.
2: No, but, um, you know, depending on how things go, we, we may see. And if we do, then we'll be, we'll be able to comment a little bit further.
1: Indeed. Well, welcome back Tice. <laughs> welcome back. So, uh, any other pride news that you, uh, could think of that we didn't cover here in this first segment? No, that was, uh, that was very
2: concise, uh, and, uh, I I think encompassing. So well done, sir.
1: All right. Well, we have got, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the U S women's national team. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Orlando pride against New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC this weekend, the next pride match. So that's uh, home against, uh, Home against Gotham on Saturday night at Exploria Stadium. Uh, we're going to get to all of that, but first, Dave, we've got a guest. Yeah, we do. We have a very special surprise guest, and and you know we've got founders for the site that are able to submit guest questions in advance, but we did not notify them of this particular guest because we wanted it to be a surprise. This is a guest who it was very important to have on. It was very important to talk to this person before we even got started. And, you know, without their buy-in, maybe this show wouldn't even be a thing, or at least it would be, it would be something that turned out very differently. So, uh, without further ado, why don't we get to our special guest? We'll do that right after this. All right. Joining us on this first ever episode of Scope Purp Soccer.
0: Scope Purp!
1: I guess the de facto inventor of the word scopeurp Bridget Callahan, <laughs> former pride player, currently injured, uh, Central Florida Crusaders player, former UCF player. Thank you so much for your time today.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited, Michael.
1: Bridget, tell me about the formation of the word Scoper. How did that come about? Um, was it a, was it a thing that just kind of just kind of happened that, people were pointing out you were saying it or just tell me a little bit about the background of that
0: yeah so i can't take full credit for this because uh my roommate one of my really good buddies former player for pride Two, danica evans she went to university of colorado and um their i guess their cheer their low motto or whatever it is is sco buffs so she would always just say like goofing around in the locker room with, like a couple other people just "Scope buffs and so, I mean, I called us the purple team sometimes. So just one day when we were out at practice, I was just like, scoper and it, I guess it just kind of stuck, you know? So nothing crazy. Isn't this, this wild story or anything like that? Just a little bit of a coin term, just "scope scoper. And yeah, it was catchy. Yeah.
1: We liked it. Obviously we yeah. thought it was that uh, thought it was a very good, like sort of, um, <sighs> It's a, it's a very pride specific thing and you know the it's a little bit of an in joke in that you know the diehards will get it but at the same time you know when you're looking for a name for something you want it to stand out a little bit and i thought this would be a, a good one it, it's it's less boring than just calling it the orlando pride podcast you
0: know <laughs> yeah art you know <laughs> yeah.
1: so this was a funny a fun thing that I, and i I've talked to folks at the at the club. I know you've talked to Duda uh, about this, but we, I just could not find the original version of the video where you say it for sort of the first time, where it was on social media. Uh, Jackie Maynard, I, I've been bugging her about it. She thinks maybe it was something that was posted on the website, which it might have been. I don't remember. It's that's the thing about getting old is your memory starts to go, and I can't yeah, remember. I'm, but I'm, I'm
0: I'm feeling that. I'm getting up there too, <laughs> but now it's lost in the cloud somewhere. Michael, it's lost yeah. in the cloud. Social media took it from us.
1: So you guys piggybacked on that scope herp idea. I think maybe a year after it started and you did this was a scope herp industries sort of, uh, scoof, <laughs> and you started calling your teammates to tell them about the schedule and, I did. and make sure that they would actually be at the stadium for those games. That was, that was a fun, uh, watch. How did that sort of come about and, and um, what was it like filming that?
0: Yeah, I guess I haven't talked about this in a while. It was funny because, you know, my my really good friend Duda, like we were just talking about, she was the one who was in charge of like the social media and everything like that at that moment. So her and I, I guess I've looked back on that and laughed a couple times, times um, <laughs> because she's no longer with the pride, but no, that was that was pretty funny when we were doing that because none of the players knew that I was even doing that. Like there wasn't a heads up to them when I was calling them, so they're like, "What is? What are you doing, Bridget? Like, what? Like, why are you calling me and asking me about the schedule?" So I just kind of had to run with it. But yeah, it was like the CEO go perp and like just making sure that everyone was showing up to the game. So just got a list of players to call, and you know we had some some of our internationals that were in camp, and they're like yo, I'm walking to practice right now. Like, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, hey, man, I had to like text them afterward. I completely went along with it on the phone. Then I like texted them after. And I was just like, listen, this was the deal. (laughs) (laughs) So no, it it was fun. It was funny. I enjoyed it.
1: I don't remember. Was one of your teammates said something to the effect of "You're so weird"? I don't remember.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Abby. Abby Alinsky said that. She's like, "You're so weird, Bridget." (laughs) I'm like, "Yeah, no, I know."
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Duda now Duda has been uh, the sideline reporter for some Pride games on Fox 35 Plus, and she became your teammate with the Central Florida Crusaders. Um, How did you end up joining the Crusaders?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the Orlando soccer community I'm sure is very familiar with XL soccer. So I was just out there playing pickup one day and just a buddy of mine said, Hey, you know, they're forming like a professional indoor, like women's team here in Orlando. I was like, I had, I had no idea. And so of course, you know, I wanted to jump on that right away. And, um, the coach ended up reaching out to me, uh, and we just got the ball moving and, yeah, it was just like finding all these other players that I knew just from XL. And I mean the community is really small at XL. And so everyone knows everyone, especially on the woman's side. And uh yeah, I mean it was so much fun. I, when I was playing, obviously I got hurt. You know, I got to mm. hang out with my friends every day and play indoor. It was a wild sport. Um, but yeah, that's how it happened. It it would just happen very quickly. And um yeah, we started in January and the season's still going on now, but yeah, it was a it was a blast when I was playing.
1: Yeah. A successful season for the Crusaders. The men already clinched a playoff spot. The women are very close. If they haven't already, they're very right on the cusp of of, of clinching. But you guys tell me a little bit about the difference for you between um, you know, playing soccer for the pride and playing indoor. this, this is a much quicker and more chaotic game.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many differences, right? So obviously you're playing inside in the air conditioning. That's that's one of the main differences, the biggest mm-hmm. differences. Um, another one is you know, you're not playing eleven aside. So the field is much smaller. You're playing on the hockey rink type of type of field. Um, playing on turf, uh only seven players on the field. Um yeah, and it was just uh it was super just like rough and you know, it was like a mix of like arena football slash hockey, slash soccer. So it was something I was never used to, but um it was good like for you know technical players and just pinging the ball around a little bit. I really enjoyed it. Um we actually have you know a pretty a pretty good roster just experience wise. So um it was fun playing with a bunch of people who you know have that collegiate and you know professional experience as well. So yeah, no it was it's been fun. It's been fun. It's a really good group.
1: So you uh, because of the rules I guess the my understanding is that you guys get to dress your starting goalkeeper, but nobody dresses their backup goalkeeper.
0: No, so nobody dresses the backup goal- goalkeeper in indoor. I mean, I'm still trying to like figure out the rules too, <laughs> so <laughs> I might botch a few things here and there. But there's a there's no backup goal- goalkeeper that's stress. There's just something that's called like a six man. It's like a mm-hmm. six man team. So if you're down, um, if you're down, you're losing. It's like the fourth quarter. Then they they put that six man on the field, they take out the goalkeeper. And so you're obviously, you know, have more of a chance of like scoring and everything like that. So I was the sixth man. um, And yeah, there was just one game where our goalkeeper got hurt. And of course, being the sixth man, I had to throw on the gloves and everything. And yeah, what an interesting experience that was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about about playing goalkeeper for you. Did you play it at any level like at the youth level or anything did you play some goalkeeper in your past
0: I think I was thrown in the goal you know my mom and dad coached me when I was young you know I had two older brothers and I got thrown in the goal like in the backyard or I got thrown in the goal you know when I was like 7 you know just here and there but no I was always I was on the field you know I, there wasn't like any time where I was in high school I got thrown in the goal or club level nothing like that so that was like First time for me.
1: <laughs> so here you are <laughs> in a professional game, and now you've got to go in and <clears throat> play goalkeeper without like a a background of formal goalkeeping training.
0: Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, but I I keep telling people I'm like, yeah, I, I think that that was like my peak. I think I hit my peak there. I was like, <laughs> that was the best experience I've had in soccer. I had so much fun. I'm like, this is it. This is it right here. So <laughs> yeah, I had a good time.
1: All right. Well, nobody likes getting hurt, but tell me how you how you picked up your injury and and what the what the prognosis is for you to get back on the field.
0: Yeah, so obviously playing goalkeeper. Um it was my second game playing goalkeeper. I was having a blast, you know, thinking I was making these six saves in the first quarter. Second quarter rolls around. We're in Tampa and um and a couple of minutes go by and I do like a routine. I don't even know what a routine save is, but I like go down and try and pick up the ball. It comes into my box and uh, a girl in Tampa just ran straight through me. Like my hands were on the ground and she just ran straight through me. And then I ended up dislocating my elbow, uh, which was the worst injury I've ever had. Worst pain, worst pain I've ever had. That was, that was terrible. So of course, like, you know, had to get put on the stretcher, which has never happened to me before either and wheeled out ambulance to the hospital, everything like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's taken more of a mental toll on me than a physical toll because mm-hmm. I, I really don't even know when I'm going to go back and play. Um, but yeah, that, that was, I've been out for like seven weeks now. I'm pretty sure it is. And that, that was no, no fun. I'm not, it's not fun what's going on, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, the Crusaders are doing really well, you know. Um, so they have a normal goalkeeper now, which is great. <laughs> so I mean, I go to all the games that I watch and support. Uh there it's it's really fun to watch, but no, I don't I don't really know or if you know I'm gonna go back on the field just because of the the toll it took on my brain because it was very painful. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can um I can relate a little bit to it. I, I can't imagine what the pain is like, but I I will say my daughter was a goalkeeper on a state cup team and she suffered the same injury in pregame warmups at a, uh, tournament in Melbourne. And, um, I remember her screams, uh, very, very well uh, till the, to this day. I remember like it was yesterday, the, the sound of her screaming as we were, um, we we're walking around the field and, and, um, and then taking her to the hospital was, uh, and when the doctor told us she would have been better off breaking her arm, we knew that it was a bad injury.
0: Yeah. Like everyone keeps coming up to me and saying, oh, I'm so glad you didn't break your arm. You know, the people that weren't there because same experience, right? Like, I'm sorry to your daughter because that was no fun. Mm. But yeah, I was screaming my head off and everyone's like, oh, I'm so glad you didn't break your arm. And I'm like, I think I would have rather broken both of my arms. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm glad my mom and dad weren't there because, yeah, that's you know no parent wants to go through hearing their kid like that. Of course,
1: no, no, uh, that's that's pretty awful. That's the kind of thing that wakes you up from from nightmares years later. You hear that in your head, and you just
0: what what what? But yeah, um, I was I was screaming bloody murder. I never screamed like that in my life.
1: <laughs> so the indoor experience. Do you guys just end up constantly covered in rug burns?
0: Yeah. So I like personally i just try and stay on my feet you know what i mean um but yeah i have so many buddies just on the team who are just covered like their whole entire thighs covered in rug burns you know the turf isn't that we practice at xl which has you know great turf um but the turf that we have that we play on i mean i don't really rate it i mean i would say this to the coach as well just like it's not the best turf and you're sliding on that and you're gonna you know, skin's going to break for sure. So yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's just blood everywhere basically is what I'm trying to get at.
1: <laughs> that, that'd be a great, uh, title for an indoor soccer documentary, blood everywhere.
0: <laughs> there's blood everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love I click
0: it. it. It's like a murder mystery, but no, it's just indoor soccer. <laughs> so,
1: uh, what's it like playing for Tom Traxler? Cause he's, he's also coached the Orlando Seawolves. He's had some success at the high school level here in, in central Florida. What's that like?
0: Yeah, I mean, super short-lived for me, which is a bummer. Um, you know, he's a great guy, first and foremost. Um, just a really good person all around. I I, I enjoy talking to him. I, I enjoy being coached by him. Um, he definitely got frustrated with us a couple times just because a lot of us had the mindset of playing, you know, outdoor football and then bringing, bringing in those habits to indoor football. So he's like, it's not – that's not how it works. <laughs> and we're like – we're like, we're like, no, we know how it works. Of course, just being stubborn girls, but um, yeah, no, he's great. I've, I've really enjoyed just getting to know him in the time that I have. And um, yeah, he has all that indoor experience and just so much coaching experience as well. So yeah, he's, he's a good guy.
1: So the teams in this league, they have men's teams and women's teams and they're, they're typically coached by the same person. Do you, do you work in separate sessions one after another? Do you all train together? How does that work?
0: No. So, um, practices Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6am, uh, boys and girls. So we're training with the men as well, Mm -hmm. which I think has definitely helped a lot with just like the development and the success of just, of course, being a first time team, like on the woman's side, it's, it's helped us tremendously. And the boys are so great and they're so good. So just like mixing and playing against them has been nothing but beneficial.
1: Great. The, uh, yeah. Some of the things that you've done also since leaving the pride, I know you've done some uh, analysis on broadcast for UCF games. Are you still doing that?
0: Yeah. So I took a little bit of a break last year doing it um, just cause I was coaching. I was doing club coaching a lot. So my weekends were just swamped. Um, but this year I'm going to get back into it. I'm not coaching anymore. Just like on the youth side, on the youth level. So yeah, I'm going to get back into it. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I really enjoy just, like, being at UCF regardless. You know, mm-hmm. that's my that's my alma mater. Um, and, of course, just watching the games and analyzing, talking to Tiff and Tim. So, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing it this coming season. If I get the call-up, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Are you keeping up with the pride and what's been going on uh, <laughs> since, uh, since Seb took over?
0: Yeah, so I watched, you know, I got, you know, a bunch of like my good friends on the team still and so of course supporting them uh and so yeah I, I was at the i was at the game i was at the home opener um and then of course i watched the portland game um but yeah i'm just keeping up with them and you know wishing them the best uh you know a very new team bunch of different bunch of different names that i don't even recognize so it's really interesting but yeah just i i keep up with really just everyone that's in the league that i played with at the pride you know wishing them nothing but the best and like heightened success of course so yeah i mean i i hope they i hope they uh i hope they have a good season tough start but i mean of course it's only two games in um, Mm -hmm. amongst like what 25 i don't i don't even know how many games are in the season
1: (laughs) yeah so they play a 24 plus the challenge cup so uh
0: Oh, I nailed it. Nice.
1: Long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. And uh, and they did play much, much better in week two than week one. And of course, on the road to Portland is one of the toughest things you can you can do to start the
0: season. Yeah, but I mean, that's exactly how you want to start your season. So a really good test for them, definitely. Um, but no, I think that they did play much better in the second game as well. But no, I mean, if I was a coach and I was a player, I'd want to start off away against you know, the reigning champs just like see where you're at mm-hmm. and just build from there. So I'll be keeping up with them all season.
1: So we know you're the CEO of scope industries, but uh, what else are you doing? Bridget? What What are you doing to earn a living uh, in your, in your post pride
0: career? Post pride career. It has been a whirlwind. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I am actually in medical sales. So I, uh, my I'm an account executive, like a territory, a TM for just a distributor, like a medical distributor. my division is like diabetes. It's a company called CCS Medical. So I'm just selling a bunch of diabetes devices. Um, I'm enjoying it. You know, I've been in sales ever since uh, I stopped playing with the pride. So I worked for ADP doing small business payroll sales during COVID. So that was so much fun. (laughs) Um, Really hard sell. Um, and then after that, I, you know, got my foot in the door in medical sales, um, just on the radiology side. So now I'm with diabetes looking to stay there for quite some time, really good company. Um, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I love talking to people and I, that's a lot of sales building those relationships. So it's been fun. It's been fun.
1: You like talking to people, Bridget. That's not hard to imagine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love talking to people, you know, just get to talk to people all day long, whether it's doctors or people that front desk. So yeah, just building those relationships is something I've enjoyed, especially on a, you know, a, outside of soccer. So it's a whole different ball game now. And yeah, it's, it's been nice, just the transition. It was hard. It was really hard, but you know, I'm at a place of peace now and it's, it, it took some time and a lot of work, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy.
1: Well, we're happy for you, Bridget. And we're very, very happy that you were able to be our special guest on this first ever episode of Scope Herp Soccer, and uh, you know we wish you the best of luck with all of your endeavors moving forward. And and uh, we wouldn't hate to see you back on the field uh, for uh, for the Crusaders if they uh, if they bring you back or if they have some interest in doing that. As long as you stay safe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I say I say I don't know if I'm going to play again, but realistically, anybody who knows me well I'll probably be back out there like next season. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no thanks for having me i i enjoyed it i'll definitely be back on if you give me the invite and yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to yeah just watching the pride and everything like that thanks for having me on
1: and we're back dave and a big thanks to bridget callahan for coming on the first ever episode of Purp soccer in fact she demanded it and she got her demand.
2: <laughs> well, and that's, that's one of those demands that you're like, yes, of course. Absolutely. No doubt. No question. Perfect. We love it.
1: Yeah. This is like, if you didn't demand it, we were going to
2: beg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> this was going to happen is what we're saying.
1: Yeah. So uh, big thanks to Bridget. I'm sorry that Dave couldn't be uh, with us when we did the interview because it was a, a time when Dave was at work and probably still on some kind of painkiller for his thumb. I
2: may have been on something at that point. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So uh, it was, it was very uh, sporting of Bridget to come on the show and, and be very generous with her time. And we're, we're very happy to talk to her and catch up with her and see what she's been up to. And we're really sorry that she had the injury against uh, her in, you know, playing for the crusaders. Um, My stepdaughter had that injury in, in her state cup career and uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So uh, we hope everything goes well in her recovery. And uh, as we get ready to release this episode, she's preparing to have a birthday. So happy birthday, Bridget happy birthday from the, uh, from the cast of scope herp soccer to you have a great <laughs> birthday. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Uh, Dave, we are in the middle, as we mentioned earlier, right in the middle of an international window on the women's side, and the U.S. women's national team took on Ireland uh, this past Saturday in Austin Mm -hmm. and uh, won it 2-0, but uh, it may have been a case of winning the battle and losing the war because in that 2-0 victory, Mal Swanson uh, tore her patella tendon and is almost certainly out of the World Cup and maybe out of the NWSL until maybe playoff time or even longer, depending on her rate of recovery. Uh, a, a, just a terrible injury to happen, a, a, a terrible blow. I know that there are um, there are a lot of people that were mad at Vladko Andonovsky for not taking her off the field when she got hurt earlier in the game, uh, um, hit her head. Uh, but if the you know, if the medical staff tr- uh, clears her and says she's not concussed, we've done tests or what, whatever, and she passed the test that right now, that's the best we have. And if she wants to continue granted, it should not be up to her, but it should be up to the medical staff and medical staff says no concussion. Um, you know, she played fine the rest of the day. And I don't think that she played in a way that in she didn't get she didn't get hurt because she got hurt earlier in the game is what I'm trying to say, so I know there are people that saying she should have been taken off, but because that that injury doesn't happen if she comes off the field, fair enough. But that injury doesn't happen to anybody if nobody's on the field. Do you not have games then? And then do you not have practices because players can get hurt in practice? I mean, you can get a little ridiculous going that route. Uh, You never go into any game, friendly, regular game, whatever, thinking somebody's going to get hurt. For me, the bigger culprit in this game to me in Mal's injury was a referee who allowed Ireland to be extremely physical, which is okay in a World Cup game, but not in a friendly. And I think that maybe if you call some fouls and throw up a couple yellow cards, maybe you don't get that challenge that results in her injury.
2: Yeah, maybe, you know, and and maybe not. I mean, things happen in sports and it's it's yeah. look, this stinks um all around. Um it stinks for uh Mal because obviously she's hurt, she won't get to play. It stinks for uh the US Women's National Team because they are losing uh, the player that has been the best player over the last uh several matches and and months. Uh she has been on fire um scoring goals creating chances um she's just been she's been phenomenal honestly and it stinks for all of us because we won't be able to watch her do her thing during the world cup um so like i say just bad all around um i agree the officiating it's a friendly guys come on Uh, one of the biggest things about a friendly is nobody gets hurt. That's, that's the whole idea is, you know, you get out there, you get some playing time. Um, you get to see what's going on with your players. But at the end of the day, the objective is everybody's healthy after that match. And that was not the case, uh, for Mal Watson.
1: Yeah. And it just became very clear early on that that's the way Ireland was going to play in this game, that they were going to take no prisoners and, and make life difficult and get stuck in and, and be, um, be very physical and challenges and I think that maybe if you show a little less leniency throughout the first part of the game maybe a player that's maybe on a yellow already maybe doesn't get stuck in uh, maybe eases up a little bit and maybe you don't get that collision that resulted in that injury Um, and maybe you still do I mean you can't really say that for sure but you never can predict it but I think that that would have improved her chances to get out of that game unscathed if the game was called like it should have been and, and you just don't want to see players get hurt, but in a game that's being played that way, there's a a much higher possibility of somebody getting injured than, than if people are like, you know, going into a challenge, if there's, if there's contact, you're going to get whistled and you may get a yellow depending on how much of the player you get. So if you don't have that fear and you've been watching this entire game and you've been going through it and you, and you know what you can get away with you. The thing about getting away with stuff is you, you need to push the envelope to find out oh, if I go a little bit more, what if I go a little bit more, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. then you've gone too far at some point. So uh, if it's called a little tighter, I think that may have been able, it may have been a preventable injury, but it sucks for the U S because you, as you mentioned, she's been their best player of late. And this is a team that's had a history of don't become the best player because then you get hurt. Yeah. Uh, we, we've we seen it time and time again. Tobin Heath. We've seen it with Sam Mewis. Uh, we saw it with Alex Morgan before. Um, mm-hmm. Megan Rapino. These are players that at some point they've been the best player on the team and then suffered some kind of an injury. So it's, it's rough. Uh, it's also rough for the Chicago Red Stars. That's their best player. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which... Uh, it's like I said it's it's bad all around and you really feel for her because like I say she was her form has been just phenomenal I mean I'm, I'm I certainly wouldn't want the pride to have to play against her uh but you know I'm 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 a U.S women's national team supporter and and we are going to miss Mal Swanson at the World Cup um that I'm not saying that she would have been the difference between winning the whole thing and not, but I'm not not saying it.
1: Yeah, she certainly would have improved the u s. chances of of winning the whole thing. So uh, can they win it without her? Hopefully. Um, they did get uh, Julie Ertz back mm-hmm. in this window, uh, was able to come on, get her yellow card. <laughs> and in <laughs> this game, if you got a yellow card, that's doing something.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ertz came out and said, Uh, You're not giving out yellows here. Let me show you how it's done.
1: Yeah. And I think just uh, from her perspective, she was just laid into a challenge uh, from, you know, she's going to, it's going to take her some time to get her timing back, but uh, yeah, it's good to see her back on the pitch. And uh, we know at this point when you and I are are recording this, she's been talking to teams. I know she's been talking to a team in Orlando or not, but it wouldn't suck to have her here.
2: I'm not opposed to uh, having Ertz uh, out there. Providing that uh, physicality,
1: yeah, it doesn't necessarily fit in with the the Pride's youth movement and and rebuilding and and um, not necessarily going after star players. But uh, you know, you never know if the price is right, the player wants to come, and that's what you need. And I think that sometimes you can make an exception. And I, I think if you have her playing as a defensive midfielder for this Pride team, it's going to make the team better. No, without a doubt. That's,
2: yeah. I mean, you're, you're (laughs) having, having Ernst in defensive midfield with her experience, uh, tenacity and physicality is that's a huge, huge difference for whoever she ends up signing for.
1: And a great set piece target. So, uh, Mm -hmm. which is not something that, that Orlando uh, wouldn't, wouldn't want to have on the field. So uh, anyway, it was, it was good to see her back out there and, um, we will see what becomes of the U.S. Women's National Team without Mallory Swanson, and and unfortunately, unfortunately for the Chicago Red Stars, they are also without their star player. So um, that's going to affect them in the NWSL race. And uh, you know that's just the way it is. Injuries are part of sports, and it's a, it's an unfortunate part of sports because you know careers are only so long, and if you miss a year, that's a good chunk of your career. Yes, it is. And you never want to see a player have to miss a world cup because you only get a few of those. Yeah. That's if you're lucky. uh,
2: Yeah. It's, it's so I'm,
1: I'm still upset about it. Honestly. Same, same. So we wish Mal a uh, speedy and full recovery and, um, who knows, maybe, maybe it won't be as bad as we think. Maybe the recovery will be shorter than we think. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I wouldn't, would not bank on her for the world cup for sure. Um, but, uh, um, normally la- uh, the U S will, will soldier on, uh, Dave, this is the part where I would normally say, would you like to get to the mailbag box? I love the mailbag box. Well, we don't have any mail. Cause this is our first episode, but, oh, true. uh, and I, and you know, I did drop the ball on that with all the other things going on. I probably could have put out the call on the scope Herb soccer, uh, Twitter feed. And I did not, but, uh, you know, honestly, I just wanted to get through this first one. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm, I I'm to survive confident the first
2: one. I am confident that next week we will have uh,
1: some questions for the mailbag box. Survive Why don't you tell them how to do advance. it? Yeah, survive in advance. So uh, if you want to get your question in for next week, there's a few ways you can do it. You can hit us up at uh, at Scope Soccer on Twitter. That's a uh, that's the at sign and S. K-O-P-U-R-P soccer at Skopurp soccer Hit us up with the hashtag ask scoperp. Ask scoperp. So if you ask scoperp, we will answer your question on the next show. You can also email us at themainland@gmail.com at or go to the soccer podcast page on themainland.com and fill out the little form there and we will answer your question. You can ask us anything. It could be about the pride, it could be about women's soccer. It could be about anything. You anything. can ask us questions about WandaVision, for example.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we like WandaVision or Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, maybe you want to know our our feelings on uh, Roy and Keeley.
1: Yeah, or food or beer. Those are your favorite topics. Hmm. So or anything, we'll yeah. answer anything. Ask us anything. That's the whole gig. That's, that's, that's what we're here for. So uh, get those questions in for next week. And uh, of course, always wherever you get this podcast, leave us a five-star rating and review. That'll help us get seen by more people. And uh, definitely you're going to want to not only subscribe, but share it with your friends and tell them to subscribe. Oh yeah. Share, we're, share, share. We're brand new. We're just starting out. We are, we are a blip on the podcast landscape. Help us to help you. (laughs) We would like to reach a wider audience and, uh, and, uh, and potentially uh, some uh, advertisers. And if you have a a company and you would like to maybe advertise low, you know, maybe you're just a local Orlando business owner that would like to reach specifically the demographic women's soccer fan here in Orlando. Get just write to us. The mainland at gmail.com. We'll work something out with you. We're we are willing to make deals right now to get people in the door. So uh, let us know what you have in mind and what you want us to do. And we'll talk it over. Yeah. Dave is itching to be a spokesman for something. Oh, so much though. <laughs> All right, Dave, let us move on to the final act of this first episode of scope soccer and Orlando pride podcast. And that yeah. is, the pride is going to be playing or pride are going to be playing at home against NJ NY Gotham FC. Oh, worst name ever. I don't like saying it, but if you say it in rhythm, it's easier. NJ That's NY true. Gotham FC. <laughs> it's you just got to sing song it. Uh, so I was watching, I was watching uh, the prides. I think it was their last game against angel city. And they were promoting this game. And the play by play announcer, who I'm sorry, the name escapes me at the moment, she mentioned that Orlando was going to be playing NJNY Gotham City FC. Whoa? And I was like, oh man, I don't think there's anyone on the pride that can handle the Joker.
2: I, yeah, I know. That would be, Jeez, uh, I mean, Joker, Penguin. Um it's not, it's not good. It's just not good.
1: Not good. Uh anybody really from Arkham is going to create problems.
2: Yeah. I mean Clayface, I could go on. Yeah. But Don't go probably on. shouldn't. But shouldn't. Uh
1: but yeah, the the point is yes, it was a very funny faux pas of saying Gotham City FC. Uh, which of course is the fictional world where uh, Batman lives as uh, a fictional city that Batman lives in um, instead of just Gotham FC. But uh, Gotham is the team that Orlando will be playing on Saturday night at 7 PM Exploria stadium uh, second straight home game after the just absolute gut punch loss at the death to angel city and, um, a much better performance against angel city than against Portland. Obviously there's a little bit of difference in the level of the teams there. Angel city is a, a good team, but Portland is the defending champ. So, yeah. and that was at Portland, at Providence uh, park where they, they raised their banner and got their championship rings and all that stuff. So they were very excited. And also Portland, uh, drop kicked their next opponent as well. So, um, Yeah, that made it feel a little better. The Angel City game was a winnable game, Dave, because the the Pride had plenty of chances, good chances to put the ball in the Mm -hmm. net and put the game away and get the win. And instead, it just stayed tied at 1-1 forever until the final kick of the game where it became 2-1 for the wrong team. So um, a lot more positivity after the second game, although it's, you know, once losses start piling up, that can weigh on a team's psyche, especially a young team. So... Hopefully Seb will get their minds right for Gotham. And Gotham is a, a team trying to turn things around after a, re, a really lousy year last year. And they have uh, they are coming into this week's game, uh, Dave. They are in the league, I believe, seventh is where they are in the standings. Yes, seventh place on three points with a win and a loss. They won in week one at Angel City. So they played a common opponent and one at two one. And honestly, the pride should have probably beaten angel city four to one or four to two. Yeah. Uh, So there's some things you can take away from a common opponent. Of course, it's you should be able to play a team better at home. than on the road, Gotham went on the road and got the win and and the pride lost at home. And then angel City's, uh, I'm sorry, Gotham's second game did not go quite as well as, uh, the, uh, New York, the New Jersey, New York team, excuse me, lost two nil at home to OL rain in their uh, home opener. So they're coming in off a loss. The pride have lost two straight, but the pride with one, one game can climb back up. Even with Gotham in the, in the standings on three points, Uh, Gotham sitting on a minus one goal differential, the pride, unfortunately uh, a minus five because of that shellacking in Portland, but you, you got to take it one step at a time. And the first thing you need to do is get three points on the board. This is a game. I think that Orlando can win, but you know, obviously they're going to have to play well, going to have to finish when they have opportunities to finish. And we look at the, uh, at Gotham, you know, the things that jump out uh, immediately the thing that jumps out is a player that plays for Gotham is a player that is absolutely tortured uh, the Orlando pride through the years. And uh, that is one striker Lynn Williams.
2: Yeah. Uh, between uh, Lynn Williams, uh, Kristen U.S. and Midge purse. Uh, there is a lot of, of attacking firepower on there with, with Williams being uh, look, she's tall, she's strong. She's got a nose for net and um, she's, she's a handful so that's that's certainly a worry. Um, you know, you mentioned that the Pride are gonna need to gonna need to score some goals. So they had a lot of opportunity against Angel City and didn't finish them all. Need to finish those chances. Um, you know, so how how that goes down, that's uh that may be where we're talking.
1: Yeah, Williams is a player too that if you know the back line has always got to be aware of her runs because a ball over the top from somebody like Mewis or McCall Zerboni, um, Williams can get there first. Uh, Anna Morehouse is going to have to be on her toes in terms of coming off her line to get to balls first. We've seen this in the past with Ashlyn Harris and, um, well, really, any, Aaron McLeod. Anybody who's played goalkeeper for the pride through the years is that they have sometimes not recognized when a ball over the top is going to beat their defense and, uh, and get out and make a play on it. And sometimes that, that means, sometimes that means taking some risks and getting outside your box and heading the ball away or something. But, uh, those are the kinds of things you don't want Lynn Williams having a breakaway on your goalkeeper.
2: No, certainly not. Uh, you know, keeping that, having the, the center backs, keep an eye on her, um, and, um, basically, uh, getting in her way a little bit. I mean, just, just break up that run keep her from being able to, to make it being aware of your surroundings um, and not get caught ball watching. That's going to be important.
1: Yeah. The, the thing about Lynn Williams too, is she's going to be going up against the para rookie center backs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Emily Madrill and Caitlin Cosme are going to have their hands full. They're going to get an education uh, and there's going to be a lot of speed out there. Midge purse is fast. Lynn Williams is fast. Uh, so they've got some speed out there. Um, Yasmin Ryan has been a problem for the pride in the past. We are going to see some familiar faces though. Uh, Kristen Edmonds plays for Gotham. Now mm-hmm. pride player on the back line. Um, I, she's a player that she's good positionally, but I think that I think somebody like Messiah bright can, can use her strength and her speed to beat a player like Kristen Edmonds. Um another player we haven't talked about yet that Gotham picked up is Kelly O'Hara picked her up in the offseason. So she's another player that can whip balls in from the from the uh, flank and um you know it's going to be it's going to be a battle. This is going to be not as easy a team a Gotham team to beat as last year. No, it's
2: definitely not. There's some there's some definite quality on this squad, you know, all the all of the players that we've already mentioned. Um so it's the pride are going to have to play. And and I think against angel city, they, for the most part, other than finishing, they did play a good game. I mean, they were good on uh, closing the opponent down. They, you know, they were moving towards the ball. They were doing the things that I wanted to see. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, it was just that, you know, not finishing those, those chances when they had them, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned, they could have been a, you know, four two victory rather than a two, one loss. Um, so it's, I liked what I saw against Angel City. I the Portland game. I'm just I'm not even worried about that one. Portland's I, steamrolling, you know, opponents. Um, mm-hmm. They are very, 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 very good. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm putting that as an outlier. Uh, I think Angel City is much more what this Pride team is going to look like. And if they can do those little things that they did against Angel City, um, shore up the defense, make sure that they're you know there are the challenges that we mentioned but also finish the chances, then I agree. I think they've got a good chance to come away with a victory.
1: Yeah. So the, the Gotham is going to come into town and uh, it's going to be a battle. I, we got to figure out what our we're going to do this. We, we usually do this for uh, the mainland podcast. We do this for Orlando city games. This is new. We're going to do key matchups and our score predictions for the, uh, the pride games too. So, you know, when you look at this matchup, you know, player for player and, and style-wise, where do you kind of see this thing being won or lost? What's your key matchup, I guess, is what I'm asking.
2: Well, I kind of alluded to it earlier, and I think it's um, going to be the Pride's back line uh, against that uh, Gotham attack. You know, I am worried about Purse. I am worried about Williams. Um, you know, as O'Hara being able to put balls in there. So, I mean, that's, that's where I think the pride are going to have to step up. Um, the The center backs uh, are going to, you know, they're going to have to make that next step. You know, they're going to have to limit the mistakes, especially against Williams. And so, yeah, the back line against the attack uh, from Gotham FC is where this is going to be won or lost. And then, all right, I'm going to say, hmm. I'm I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw. And the reason not is I I I think Gotham's going to score a goal. I think Pride can score a goal. I'm a little worried about them scoring more than one goal. Mm-hmm. Um this is not me being this is me being exactly not positive or negative. <laughs> I it's literally I think it's I think they're going to play a good game. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh but I think in the end it's going to be a 1-1 one, one draw.
1: Okay. I think that the game against Angel City was far too open. Uh I don't know that Allie Watt has ever had a game like she had last week where she just <laughs> could not hit the target at all. Uh so you brought up the the obvious one, which is how do those two young center backs hold up against not only Lynn Williams but and Midge Purse, but they also have uh, another forward, uh, Goodman's daughter, um in the mm-hmm. attack, they have, uh, we talked about Christy Mewis a little bit. We didn't even mention Ali Long. Yeah, um, yeah. These are, there's some dangerous players on the edges, Kelly O'Hara and Bruninha. Uh, this is a team that's got some attacking firepower. So it's pretty obvious that that is the key matchup. But since you already said that, I'm going to give a different matchup. All right. What do you got? I'm going to give the matchup of Allie Watt and her own mind. Ah, can she I shake like off it. that performance? Against Angel City and create something dangerous. Can she can can she create a moment of magic like we've seen her do before? Because we haven't seen her struggle like she did in that game uh, previously. I mean, there were there were wide open opportunities that she just didn't even come close to hitting the net. So can she shake that off and refocus and and do the thing that comes natural to her? And I think she can do that. But that to me is going to be the main thing: is, is her mentality in this game. Um, I don't, I don't think anything changes for Adriana. Uh, she played pretty well in the last game Mm -hmm. and I think she's just going to get better. The more she plays with her teammates. Uh, we don't know if Marta's going to be back. That's I think at the point that we're recording, this is probably still a questionable thing. Um, and I think Messiah bright, we're going to, we're going to get moments from Messiah bright, but again, she's just a young player and it's going to take some time for her to, to get used to the pro game. There'll probably be games where she does amazing things and then other games where she shows that it's her first year as a pro and i don't know which one that'll be so uh for this week but i do know that that i expect ali watt to um shake off last week and and to uh to get out of her head and just let her ability you know drive what happens on the field all right i like it what's Uh, your score prediction that said my score prediction i'm going to go a little higher than you i think that it's going to be hard with that much firepower to keep them uh, from scoring goals. I'm I'm going to say it's a two, two draw Maybe okay. steps for the pride as they get their first point, but maybe not quite their first win yet.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're thinking along the same lines there and uh, hopefully we're wrong and
1: they get a big old victory, but uh, there you have it. We definitely hope so. Dave, that is it for the first episode of scope perp soccer
2: ah over too soon
1: (laughs) we would be remiss if we did not thank profusely thank bridget callahan for her time for her her generosity in uh, graciously allowing us to usurp the scope term also the orlando pride themselves gave us their blessing so we have the blessing of them to use this and um I wanted something that was uniquely identifiably Orlando pride. And I think Scope Purp captures that. And uh, I think the rest of the very lengthy formal name captures the searches that people will be doing to find a podcast about the Orlando pride. If there are people out there looking for an Orlando pride podcast, all of the keywords are in our title. Well,
2: I'd like to add that the, uh, the logo for Purp soccer is utterly phenomenal.
1: Yes. I'm very, very pleased. Our, 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 my good friend, Jerry Cutchins is, as uh, a graphic designer and a marketing professional that he did all of our stuff. He did the, the mainland's new logo, mainland podcast, which obviously piggybacks off of that and scope Perp, which is his, his swan S is phenomenal. He came up with a couple of really good concepts. Uh, I loved the little soccer ball. O, which Sort of looks like the the Lake Eola fountain from, a, you know, when you're looking down from a, above it uh, with the blue. And it's also got like little stars in there or a little star in there, which is one that we hope is on the pride's Jersey at some point in the near future. <laughs> um, so there's all kinds of cool little things in there. Uh, of course, using the color scheme of the club and, uh, you know, the iconic black Swan from Lake Eola. And of course, Lake Eola figures so big in the pride's history, not only the fountain is on the crest, but also that was where the team was announced the, the initial um, you know, those initial announcements uh, came, came down there. We, we were at those initial press conferences and stuff. So uh, a lot of thought went into it. It, it, you look at it, you go, okay, whatever. Um, it's a lot of words, but at the same time, there there was quite a bit of thought in behind the graphic elements and and everything that's on there sort of has a purpose so uh thank big thanks to jerry for doing a great job but he's done a great job with everything he's helped us with absolutely and I, if you
2: haven't seen it when you see it i think you're gonna love it
1: all right that's gonna do it for episode one of Scopeurp soccer and orlando pride podcast big thanks to bridget callahan for being our guest we appreciate you for listening. Uh, spread the love, spread the news, let everybody know about us, uh, rate us, review us, subscribe. That's all important stuff. All of that helps us. It costs you zero and it uh, takes very, very little time to do any of that. So uh, big thanks. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about Orlando versus Gotham. And of course the pride, uh, as you know, going to be heading into some important games, including challenge cup. Uh, So we'll be previewing the Challenge Cup game against North Carolina and uh, then the trip to Kansas City to play The Current. So lots to talk about next week as well. And uh, we're very, very excited about what lies ahead for this podcast. You can find our writing about the Orlando Pride and Orlando City, OCB, all of that. You can find it at themainland.com, T-H-E-M-A-N-E-L-A-N-D, themainland.com dot com main like a lion's main not like uh, main street and uh, you can find us on uh, facebook as well the mainland you can follow us on twitter at the mainland you can follow dave at mainland dave you can follow me at mainland michael and you can follow scopeurp soccer at scopeurp soccer yeah you can scoperp all of that is available to you we hope you avail yourselves of it We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you enjoy it moving forward. We will get more streamlined as we go. And uh, that's it. The only thing left for us to do is to say thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. And go Pride! Scope Herb!
0: Scope Herb!